0: I have three questions for you. Three? Yeah. Whoa. Are you smoking? Yes. Are you praying? Absolutely. Are you loving? I am. All right, we're ready to start this <laughs> fucking podcast then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a little. We're we're diverting. I guess I mean I mean we finished. Sure. Matthew. Sure. We're just like into this new unknown space of figuring out. Yeah. Where the podcast goes from now. And uh, I think
0: we wanted to get through a book, kind of feel that out. There was a theory out there between the two of us that maybe it would only take one episode to do the entire book of Matthew, and that was clearly not the case. Yep. Um, But yeah, we thought we would have a little bit of fun. We already did a little nod to uh, the book of Jonah and, and the Jonah and the whale story, and so we thought we would do a Jonah and the whale episode. Uh, it's very short. It's the equivalent of like less than a chapter of Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a quick read. It's a very quick read. Not read quite as dense. Five minutes if you would like. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you before we talk about this to just go ahead and read that online. Just, just Google search the book of Jonah and IV and you will find what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's very short. In the old Testament. The Old Testament, yeah, it's part of. Uh, I can't remember what the name was for it. I did research it at one point, but it's part of like a, a specific book of of Hebrew texts, um, like that's part of the Jewish faith. Like the Jewish faith, they have like the Torah, and they have like various like books of the prophets, and this is part of one of those. Um, yeah. And this is old. This is like. This is like 800 years before Jesus, which is kind of wild to think about. It's a long-ass fucking time, and the story is f- pretty fucking weird, so I think <laughs> that maybe accounts for some of the, yeah, the age accounts for some of that, because it's pretty out there.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting read, and we shall definitely dive into it. Um, how was your week, though? How was your week?
0: Uh, my what can week, we pray for you? How can you pray for me, man? Um, you know, my week was my week was okay. Uh, I had some I had some really big ups, and some really big downs. Um, I wouldn't even say really big down. I had a I had some downs, but I had some really big ups though. I really enjoyed my weekend, hanging out, hanging out with the girlfriend, just chilling. Uh, Just enjoying the the simpler things of life. Uh, Some good food, good company, you know, whatever. Good laughs, hanging out. Um, Saw some other people uh, and had some good hangs, you know. I booked this really killer fucking house show on Monday that I'm, like, super stoked on. Yeah, for Blue U. Yeah, which is wild. Um, And I just am, like blown away that we were able to get these like great artists to just sign on to it so quickly um, because I honestly did not think yeah that that was going to happen and it did
1: and you made a cool record that's going to come out on the 20th yeah
0: yeah so I have some things to look forward to which is nice Uh, but all that said you know it's you know I think everyone's week got shit on a little bit the coronavirus is crazy man today is not uh, a a very hot take Today is March twelfth, and uh, the coronavirus has taken a sharp turn this week. I think it was definitely on everyone's radar the last ten to fifteen days, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, but you know, it hit Seattle sometime in the last like couple weeks, yeah, pretty hard. And then now, like, yeah, all up and down the West Coast, like it's it's definitely an issue, uh, and people are starting to people are starting to get worried. And I, you know. And not, like, I think just because of the media. Like, I think there are legitimate things to worry about. Um, I think there's legitimate concern in terms of just not uh, contributing to the spread of the virus. But also legitimate concern in terms of, like, how this impacts your life when a pandemic like this sweeps through. That it's not even, it's, you know, it's obviously going to kill people. But, like, I, I don't think I'm going to know anyone dies from this I, I hope not
1: yeah maybe but um,
0: i don't think like close friends that are my age are going to get taken down by like this this isn't like right. the spanish flu it's something different you know it's a it's yeah don't fucking don't listen to me about this i'm just parroting information i've heard but like from what i understand it's uh it's definitely worse than the flu um and we need to we need to be careful about how we approach it we need to be careful about the way that like hospitals can deal with this and it's going to disproportionately affect elderly people and people with like autoimmune diseases and cancer and whatever. And so we all need to kind of do our part to help mitigate that. Um, But then there's that weird element of being like a healthy, you know, young adult who's like, well, it's like, if I get it, I'll probably be fine. But then you go to the grocery store, like I went to Trader Joe's today. And today is the day that like Oregon issued a state of emergency, or Kate Brown issued some some form of state of emergency, being like, you know, all events more than two hundred and fifty people canceled. Yada, yeah, kind of following Everyone suit with like some home. other states. And yeah, whatnot. just like let's let's start to like sort of like limit social interactions as much a big ones that we can. Um, and yeah, I went to Trader Joe's today. Like sort of like offhand, like I just was in the area running other errands, and it was a fucking madhouse like i'm talking i'm talking like maybe six to eight trader joe's employees in the frozen area like frantically restocking all of these empty bins and i'm and this is at like one thirty p.m so we're not even peak hours yet yeah one thirty on a thursday and it's it's fucking emptied out and there are people in the aisle being like hey are you like are you guys coming? going to gonna get the uh, chicken gyoza back? Hey, hey, I'm wondering if you guys are going to restock the chicken tiki masala. It's like just people going nuts. And you're looking at people walking around with like shopping carts as if they're in the fucking like Nike employee store. It's just packed to the brim with frozen stuff. And yeah. it's like, where are you even going to fucking put that? <laughs> it's crazy. And the employees are like actively just openly talking, talking about how insane this is and what the fuck is actually happening and like should they go home and like they're kind of freaking out you know like it's it's a little bit scary out there um i haven't experienced it other than that moment at trader joe's today but at trader joe's it felt like fucking panic yeah dude checking me out is wearing gloves he looks unhappy to be there (laughs) uh beyond just working the job like he's looks scared and yeah
1: uh, I don't like the way your mic sounds right now, so I'm going to pause for one second. All right. It's better. It's better. Um, that shit's wild, though, dude. It's, it's very, I think, a few days ago, I was still thinking this was just, like, a lot of hysteria. Right. You know? And quickly, over the last couple of days, it's just...
0: Yeah, no, kind of become re- this very real, real
1: thing and kind of seeing um, what is happening more in Europe where it's been a little more present and people over sure. there just kind of being like, hey, America, like, get ready. This shit is fucking crazy. This It's real, you know?
0: Right. So For sure. I mean, if you look at the way that it's spread, it's basically like within two to three weeks, you can expect... 100 times what you had two weeks before, you know, like it spreads very quick. um So, yeah, it's like one week you're laughing about it, one week you're sweating about it, and then one week it's fucking quarantine time. Yeah. So, like, we're, we're, we're sort of in that moment right now where it's like, are we in the next two weeks, are we going to be kind of quarantined in our homes or n- maybe not quarantined in the sense of like Northern Italy? Or some of these other places, but quarantine in the sense of like, I mean, shit, already like everything is sort of being canceled in terms of like concerts that are larger and every conference that I was meant to go to for work has been canceled. Yeah. Um, which they were all you know meant to take place like in the in either last week or in in the next couple of weeks, but you're most likely canceling vacations that yeah. you have
1: because you don't even know what's going to be open. Right. You know, and it's, yeah, everybody stuck somewhere, whether you have it or know somebody that that has it or it has even had to go through the process of being quarantined at the possibility. It seems that everybody on some level is being affected at this point. For sure, because
0: at this point, it's not even a matter of whether or not you get it. I mean, if you're young and healthy, it appears that like, you know, statistically, you're 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 gonna fight it just fine um you probably won't even need to go to the hospital but it's the way that it's affecting the world around us i mean shit is shutting down and we live we live
1: close to a place that has some of the highest population of it
0: for sure like washington has has also a high amount of places portland just has like a very large number of like service workers like there's so many, I mean, I guess it's no different from any other city, but there's just yeah. so many like fucking coffee shops, bars, restaurants, like that are very popular, that are so dependent on this money. And, uh, yeah, if they just lose two to four weeks of like incoming traffic, it's kind of devastating mostly to the people that work there. Like, right. Right all their hours get cut and they just don't make money for four weeks. Yeah. I think that's a real fear a real fear for a lot of people that I know right now. Like, yeah, and that's shitty. It's not even about like whether or not they get the virus. It's just like, well, the measures that we have to take to deal with the virus are gonna have huge effects on everybody. Right. So I mean, it's already affecting me. My office is already shut down.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. even at the bakery that I run, we see like today was equivalent of a Portland snow day almost with the how slow it was at work. Just quiet. Can go maybe an hour without right. having anybody walk in or maybe you just see a couple people and just seeing people cancel, having to cancel parties cuz they're not you know like the space they were going to have the party is saying we're shutting down, you right. know, or, or whatever. So right. it's it's wild to see that and you and I are, you know, pretty intertwined into the music community here. So to see the amount of people um that we know that are out on tour and just saying, Hey, like we're we're calling it now. Dude, you know, so we're fi- many we're five days into this tour and so we're going so many tours got
0: canceled home. today.
1: Yeah. Well I mean anything over two hundred and fifty people. So, I mean, that's for a, even a moderately successful band is maybe playing just a three to 500 room every night. Yeah. They're dependent on that to feed their family. Even
0: they're paying, playing like a 7,500 person room, you know, on tour. But like those venues are still shutting down too. Right. Yeah. They're under the 250 threshold, but they're like, well, I mean, we better be safe than sorry. It's not good for people to for a hundred people to be shoulder to shoulder together. So we'll just not have our shows.
1: Right, and it's just also who is going to go to a show? Like, are you? What do What do you feel tonight? I I thought if we weren't doing this tonight, I might have gone to a show tonight. Is that?
0: Do you think mm-hmm. that's wild? Like, I almost went to if if we, we would have gone, like, gone to like Alberta Street, Street Pub, Pub
1: to see Isabel play tonight.
0: Yeah, but no. I would have done the same because it's a smaller gathering, you know. But it's stupid too.
1: It's not paying attention to what people are saying.
0: Sure, but dude, there's so much. But the problem is, is there's a lot of conflicting information out there, and even like on the expert side. I mean, there are experts who are saying like, no, like, you know, you don't need to fully socially quarantine. Yeah, should you limit travel, maybe. Should you not go to like large gatherings probably uh, those are being canceled anyway. the other stuff, you know, it's probably fine. but and yeah, and then there's the other side of people being like, just everyone just quarantine until until it dies down. but that's just not really like a, a feasible option. Yeah. So it's this weird it's this weird play of like well, we all still have life to live um and things that we want to do or need to do or whatever and like what do we how do we prioritize what and what do we know is like safe to go to and i don't know it's all uncharted ground for all of us
1: yeah like as of now i'm i'm gonna keep playing hockey until they say the rink is shut down right probably without question i'll show up there i think
0: there's enough germs from the hockey pads to like stop the virus from going anywhere yeah for sure because uh, it just hangs there in the air and it's so thick and musky and disgusting i think that probably kills the virus before it ever has a chance to get to you i think that so the hockey rinks will be fine
1: yeah it's just but you know that's also a place where <laughs> a quite a few people gather for youth hockey games sure you know so it's just will it be dependent upon them canceling youth Hockey, if they will right. keep letting the I mean, adult leagues go yeah, on, I'm obviously, so it's interesting.
0: I'm kidding. I, yeah, of and course. it's We're very great. likely yeah. that your hockey shit will get shut down yeah. at some point.
1: I mean, as of yeah. now, they've kind of decided that it's not a risk to let us keep playing hockey, and that's I'm I'm very happy about. I that. think
0: the biggest takeaway that that I've taken from listening to some experts on this or reading experts on this, um, and by experts I mean people who. Are literally doctors that study and dedicate their time to infectious disease, so like actual experts. Um, I think one is that um, you know we all need to be very cautious, but obviously for this younger crowd, like you should go ahead and alleviate the fear that like this is going to kill you. It's very likely not going to kill you. You you will. It's likely that you will get it. It's unlikely that it's going to kill you. But uh, it is going to affect your life in a pretty meaningful way. Shit is going to get shut down. And it's going, it's going to be probably like a few months. Like we're sort of just at the beginning of this. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a ride. I mean, this hit China in like late December. And China's sort of just getting shit sorted out now. So, uh, yeah, we've got to, I think people just need to prepare for that. That like, it's it's, not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's likely going to start to affect your life more. Um, and yeah, I mean, fuck, it's just shitty in the U S it's like, if you're, if you work at a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar, um, if you're a full-time musician,
1: yeah, if your income is based on social gatherings.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty hard hit, oh. and I, I am personally very curious, like how I can help uh, support those communities, while, and I think other people are too. Um, Which is nice. I think people are. It's. It, I've seen some stuff online, and like, I know I'm very cognizant of that, just because I have lots of friends in that area. For sure. And I and I want to figure out a way that I can help contribute to that i mean for Even artists if it's, it's just nice. like straight up fucking money to a friend who needs it like, Yeah, i'm here for that too so
1: yeah yeah i guess with artists it's nice because if you want to support you can usually purchase something from them or you know right. maybe overpay for it but like this is a great time to or buy like one or one something.
0: cool idea i heard was like think of like a restaurant that you like like just buy like a big gift card from them yeah, you know, because like they need that just like straight up cash. Restaurants a pretty much are operating off of like a pretty thin margin for their food. So yeah, you throw them forty bucks on a gift card that you know you're gonna use on a date night or whatever. Um, That's something and you can you do use, online, and you so use it, you can do it online do it. exactly, and then you do it in the future, and like you did, you sort of did your so your, you f- you're you 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 gonna fulfill a, prof- a prophecy. <laughs> of uh, going out to dinner at Crosser or whatever the fuck. No, but I thought that was a really great idea of like, it's this together, is a way yeah. you can impact this business and just that you love and give them money that it's gonna be like super helpful because it's just, it's straight cash right now. Right. And they're not, they're operating on thin margins. So they didn't have to give you anything for that. They just take it and then like they'll take the hit later, but right now they need the money. Um, and yeah, I think the I'm trying to figure out the way that I can support like other musicians and service industry people.
1: I mean, yeah. The gift card is a great idea. Obviously with the musicians, it's buying merch. Like if you if you've ever been thinking about buying a T shirt of a band that you like, this is the time to live. For sure. So, and this is I mean, obviously it affects the bigger label artists as well and like maybe in 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 different ways obviously but right for those independent artists you know that are really yeah they don't have much to fall back on or themselves on those shows every night you know and and, in those merch sales like yeah i think this is the time to buy a record or buy a t-shirt and uh yeah it's it's like also how do you support the the other storefront businesses because it's all it's everyone that's In a brick and mortar situation, yeah, will be affected by this. And also, like
0: the idea of the gift card is very is very nice, and and thoughtful. But that's the that helps the restaurant owner. Essentially, you know, right? Like it helps the restaurant stay in business. It doesn't help anyone who's a waiter or waitress or bartender or whatever. Yeah, there's no tip on that gift card right now. They don't. They're not seeing any of that. So it doesn't help all of those workers. I mean, I'm cutting staff, dude. I'm my my schedule yeah you're cutting hours
1: my you know today we learned and maybe yesterday it started a bit but today we learned that business is very much affected and that my schedule for next week looks much differently than it normally would especially right. because our our business is continue to grow and stuff so it's it's crazy to make like a a bare bones schedule for the just a random weekend you know for like a friday and saturday which is normally like crazy with foot traffic and just kind of saying oh now we're just gonna have like three people work all day or whatever you know it's wild to see it
0: yeah so well it's a crazy uncertain world out there no doubt and uh
1: so stay in and listen to bible buds yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) Got all kinds I of guess, episodes dude. on Matthew for you. Like, I don't know. That's it's the, just yeah, like it's, the
1: move is like to stay in if it's possible. I I'm
0: guess. just grateful that like, like I feel so fortunate that I have a house full of instruments and books and so many records. And it's like if this shit were to collapse temporarily, for, your quarantine
1: area is yeah. I'm pretty, just like like even if right. like
0: let's say like everyone has to stay in and like even like Netflix isn't able to figure out dude. a way to stay up. Like I thought about that today and I was like, I feel like they would probably figure it out, but maybe they wouldn't, maybe they couldn't. And I'm just like, even then if I couldn't like stream shit on the internet, like I still have so much entertainment here in the house and I feel very fortunate for that.
1: Yeah. I just wonder what that, Oh, that was a good voice cracking for everybody right there. That was a nice crack of the voice. Um, I'm just so nervous about the the man. (laughs) Got so excited about the virus i just wonder what that even like looks like though if we do all go into some sort of quarantine is there some
0: patrolling vehicles yeah. out
1: there making sure no one's out on the I streets i seriously doubt it you know, in portland. How did, like how does that even i
0: doubt it in portland yeah yeah well, well it's crazy
1: <coughs> it is it's, crazy uh, it's 2020 man it's a, wild, it's a wild ride here, the first the first part of this year,
0: which is, uh, do you think it's because we started Bible Buds? <laughs> is this a sign? I saw a meme today that was basically just like, it's because someone started playing Jumanji. The Jumanji one is so at good, dude. the beginning of the year. And it's it's, it's like, like, yo, yeah, you just need to finish your yeah, game, goddammit. For whoever it.
1: started this game, please finish. <laughs> that was my favorite thing I saw today. Same. For sure. Same. No, That's the only good thing like, that. that, like comes out of this is the the memes are amazing the memes are fantastic. Are obviously really good um yeah but it has quickly become a, a serious thing and
0: yeah it is just seeing yeah.
1: more more and more things affected has been very interesting
0: yeah part and we're just like at the very beginning of it right supposedly so yeah man
1: yeah and that's where we're at
0: That's where we're at. Uh, Speaking of precarious situations, should we talk about this Jonah and the whale story? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It is a precarious
1: situation this young man finds himself in. We
0: got into this because there's a part in Matthew, and I'm sorry, I I am unprepared and don't have this pulled up, but there's a part in Matthew where Jesus Jesus says, uh, you know, some kind of prophecy about you, you you will be just like jonah or something
1: yeah if you act this way or something. Yeah, yeah you
0: will be, yeah um
1: i think it's episode three <laughs> Yeah, i'm serious it is it happened in I'm my gonna, house
0: while we're talking i'm just gonna do a quick search and see if i can maybe find it but
1: i have a weird memory for things it's episode three i just know that we recorded at my house and it was the last one and it was the the day I came from the airport. You're right. It was that the, the well only right. time we sat at the table at my house. and that's when, it, that's when it happened.
0: Okay, here's a quick... All I googled was Matthew, Jonah reference. And I got, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus makes a reference to Jonah when he is asked for a sign by some of the scribes and the Pharisees. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And I don't uh, even know that it was that reference. It really, I don't think that that was quite it. Because I thought it was more of like. He
1: says, here you it is. He, like.
0: he said to them, the sinful people of this day look for something special to see. There will be nothing special to see but the powerful works of the early preacher Jonah. Uh, yeah, he does tell about Matthew in, in chapter 12. I feel like maybe we glossed over it. Um, or Matthew tells about Jonah rather in chapter twelve. Yeah, I don't know, man. He comes up, but he came up. We were interested in this story. You were you were asking me what what does this reference to Jonah really mean? And yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. I just know that he got swallowed by a whale because this is sort of like a interesting like little Bible story for like kids. I don't know what how the fuck they're spinning it. Um. <laughs> Because when I read it it's a short a story, it's a short four story. chapters, four, four chapters, short, four short chapters. I mean, it's too. like, dude, if you can read like an article on HuffPost, this is the Did equivalent you, of reading the first like quarter
1: is HuffPost like a relevant thing still.
0: I don't fucking know. Oh, I was okay. just thinking of some like was, sort of, I just thought whatever, that, like
1: that reference was interesting to me. And I was like, does HuffPost, is that a thing still? <laughs> You think coronavirus took it down, or no? I just didn't know people <laughs> were still looking at things on HuffPost. I actually, I thought,
0: it is a weird reference because I haven't seen anything I, from HuffPost in I'm fucking saying. forever. I just
1: felt like at a, at a certain point, maybe a few years ago, at least people called bullshit on that and stopped caring.
0: Oh shit! So, yeah, weird. But anyway, reference. it's like reading someone's op-ed on Medium. You know, it's short. It's very it's a, short. It's very
1: short. I just read it in five minutes yeah, before we started next yeah. doing
0: this podcast. So it's very short. Why don't you, uh, can you give us like the crash course yeah. on, on the story? Sure. So the crash course is that, uh, and again, this is about 800 years before Jesus is born. Um, and there's just been like, there's some political turmoil happening in the area. Um, and there's this guy named Jonah and he's a, he's a prophet. Um, and, and the story begins with god telling jonah like you need to go to this specific city because it's you know full of sin or whatever you need to like go be a prophet in this city and jonah doesn't have in the at least in the bible like he doesn't have a verbal response to that he just physically is like no i'm going to run away from that yeah i'm going to go to this other city he's not ready for it in that process of of going to that other city he like he goes he gets on this boat um and it's a boat of like you know lots of different people from lots of different places lots of different religions whatever and he sort of states his purpose as he gets on the boat is like yeah i'm running away from this thing um you know i'm a hebrew running away from like my god calling me to do this thing whatever um and then in very, like, New Testament fashion, they're on the boat. There's a fucking God sends a big storm, <laughs> and Jonah's fucking snoozing in the in the lower levels of the boat. Yeah, just on face. fucking everyone else is, like, throwing their gear off of the boat, trying to lighten it up. They're worried that the storm's going to take him down, and Jonah's just, like, chilling. Jesus
1: would have been proud of him in that moment. Yeah, he would have. He would have said, you are a
0: man of much faith. <laughs> So much faith that you sleep through this fucking coronavirus <laughs> pandemic. Um, no, yeah. So so the crew finally catches up with Jonah and is like, all right, we're, we're trying to figure out what's responsible for this. And the way that they do that is they basically draw straws as a crew. Um, so the term in the Bible, I think, is cast their lots, uh, which means like roll the dice, like draw straws, like through some random thing like someone gets the short straw and then you exp- so Jonah gets the short straw and so they're like explain yourself <laughs> or just explain why this is happening whatever and Jonah's like you know what he I mean he's a prophet he's a fucking clearly a homie he just owns it immediately and is like you know what it's all me god told me to do this thing and I'm I, ran I didn't away. fucking do it i ran away and from now- my calling And now it's fucking going down. And so he says, throw, just throw me over, throw me over the boat and that will solve the problem. But this crew, I mean, they're normal people and they're like, well, that's insane. Yeah. We don't want to be responsible for this. We're not going to do that. So they do a bunch of other stuff to try to figure out like another way. It's not working. Situation is getting dire. And so finally the crew does turn on Jonah. And I mean, Jonah did say initially like, do this. He welcomed it. He welcomed it. And then he gets it. The crew finally, they tried other things. It didn't work. And finally they grab him. They throw him over the edge. Uh, but God sends a giant fish to uh, swallow Jonah and hold him in, in their belly so that he can survive. And Jonah stays in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights. Um, and then finally is released. And I'm trying to remember, let me see if I can find it real quick, the exact reason that God finally, like, does release Jonah. Well, doesn't he
1: start pleading with him, too, yeah. while he's in there? And
0: yeah, he gives a prayer. He gives a prayer. Um, and I guess that was it. That was it? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I guess I glossed over the prayer. What is the prayer? Dude, it's very long. Is it? Means like, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. I'm like, not really. You got fucking eaten by a fish. It's not great.
1: But he lets him go.
0: Yeah, he says, I said, I've been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath uh, barred me in forever. But you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit yeah so he's basically just acknowledging and he finishes it off with saying like um you know those who cling to worthless idols turn away from god's love for them but i with shouts of grateful praise will sacrifice to you what i have vowed i will make good i will say salvation comes from the lord so like his final plea is basically just being like i i'm gonna carry the good word yeah that you're I'm not
1: going to run away from uh, what you're trying to uh, guide me towards.
0: I guess, yeah. So then, God sends the fish. Jonah does this thing. What's so interesting about this story, just as like a quick aside, is like that, like this was very much oral tradition at the time, like pretty much across the board. This shit wasn't written down until like way after. Jonah lived, and and it might have existed way before Jonah was born, if Jonah was even a real person. You know, this story could be fucking millennia old, and then it's, like, finally written down in the year 600 BC or whatever, uh, but it's just interesting to think about this story being told, and the way that, like, mythological stories were told, and to consider whether or not, like... Did people back then know that Jonah wasn't actually swallowed by a fish?
1: Or if they just thought.
0: Or if they just thought of it very literally. Or if they were able to hold both in their minds. Because, I mean, today we know, like, well, that's literally not impossible, (laughs) Or, like, literally not possible. It's just, yeah, there's no chance. Like, you just get devoured by stomach acid or whatever if a whale Swallows you whole. I
1: don't know. Last week's episode, you said that people lived for seventy years without food. Right, but not in the <laughs> not in the stomach
0: of a whale, though. No, not,
1: not in the stomach of the whale. That would be crazy. That's
0: crazy, Daniel. <laughs> you're talking. You're spinning nonsense over there. No, but that is a check interesting, your sources. That
1: is an interesting thing to keep in mind, like when reading this. That's is, what this
0: is. This is this is uh finally someone wrote down an oral tradition. And and for I mean, I just think of how many like children sat in a village listening to, you know, an elder or whatever, tell this story of Jonah and the whale. And they sit there and they think, wow, I mean, not that different than me in Bible study, I guess, but or a any, little bit different. And yeah. they lived in such a different world. You know, the world was so much smaller. My world was way bigger. And so, like, even as a fucking 10-year-old or 8-year-old or whatever, I could sit there and be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound that, like, I know a little bit about whales. Like, as a fucking kid, somewhere in the, like, Middle East or whatever, like, just being told this story, I don't know, man. Even as an adult, I'm just, I'm curious, like, did they, did they know that this was not, this is clearly not meant to be an actual uh, historical account. This is meant to be... It's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. And there's a message behind it. There's a deeper truth underneath it. But it's very clear that, like... But it's just interesting that, like, even that was, was potentially lost on people. Right. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe people back then, because they were so much less distracted by the bullshit of our life they knew that this wasn't a fucking real story and they were just like yeah myths it <laughs> like maybe they all just understood that and it and religion has turned into this weird thing since then i don't know it's just an interesting thought it's for sure because it, like
1: you're saying even as a kid when you're going to school and you start getting those fairy tales dropped on you like the big bad wolf and the three little pigs and shit you know that <laughs> this, this is not real shit right. you know there's no Big bad wolf living in you know, in a house and, and shit and you know you can just identify that it's fairy right. tale. You get it.
0: Yeah, and maybe people did do that back then and it would be weird that today there are bible studies being taught where children are sitting in a room believing that this is actually true.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a little mind boggling for sure and hard to uh as is everything with this this book, like for sure, with the Bible of well, yeah, how we'll, old it is, we'll
0: get into it. So I mean, so the rest of the story is basically after Jonah gets spit out from the whale, he's like, "Cool, well, I'm obviously going to that city. It's called Nineveh," and he's like, "I'm I'm gonna go to that city and I'm gonna do what God asked, which is like, to spread the good word." Yeah, he's uh, not fucking
1: around this time. He's going there,
0: and he goes, and he basically single handedly saves this city. From the angry wrath of an Old Testament God, like sending some kind of fucking plague or storm or coronavirus or whatever into this he city, saves from, he flips all wickedness, he flips it. And God, at the end, is basically just like, Well, uh, you know, I saw that they turned away from their evil ways, relented, and did not bring on them the destruction that was threatened. And, like, that was that. It's, like, yeah. again, the story is very short. It, it's very short. It's, like, just a few words. And so that's what happens next. Um, and then this last part is the, the final part of the story. Because I feel like it could have just ended there. And you're, like, oh, it's an interesting allegory. This man who, like, chose not to follow God's will got sort of punished for it. And then, like, somehow figured it out. God saved him ways, And then he did the will of God. Right. And it was good, and like he was like he wasn't rewarded for it, but like others were benefited from it. but then it goes on, and this last part is the part that's really like interesting, which is that Jonah's like upset <laughs> Dude, he's all with mad. God for saving the city that he went to go save that God instructed him to go preach to is I'm very confused after by
1: that. God shows him compassion. And saves him from the storm that he yeah. put him in the middle of and like saves him from the whale. Right. <laughs> and then he's upset.
0: Yeah. For saving this town, the city. It's a city. I mean, they say like hundreds of thousands of people, 120,000 yeah, right. people. So, and God just keeps asking, yeah, like, is it, is it right for you to be angry? Um, but I'm trying to understand what the fuck Jonah's anger is about, is about like, I, I just don't, I didn't quite under, it was a weird part, a weird pivot. In like the story. like, what did,
1: what did, what did he want the result to be right, of so him went preaching there the God, good word? Yeah. Did he want to just like get to say it righteously and be like, you guys are fucking doing this wrong and you're all going to die in the storm be- because of it. And he <laughs> got to be like the right. righteous one and and then after he flips the wickedness and everybody is so I'm uh, saying, what in were, the good what were his he, intentions? Did he like not feel as important after it worked? And he's he's no longer to the
0: To me I'm like that's the ultimate importance God Fucking comes down and tells you, yo, I'm going to destroy this city unless you go there and turn it around. And then you go and turn it around and God saves the city and then you get pissed about it. I just don't understand that. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, there's something to do with the actual struggle, right, that Jonah's been through, which is he ran away from the calling and then uh, went through this huge fucking ordeal of being in the belly of a fish and then God saved him. And so he's grateful for that, but it's still but like, was
1: he only grateful because he was in that desperate moment? Right. Is that the like, right. The that's, situation? I think that's the whole,
0: that's the whole thing is like, you can have, well, I, I think one interpretation is like, maybe you can have like life, uh, transforming things happen to you, but they don't actually transform you.
1: Well, I mean, he gets into uh, when he when he talks about the leaf. He.
0: uh, Yeah, I feel like God has something to say in that allegory,
1: because God gives him the leaf. And then it starts to 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 give him shade. from where he's at. Yeah, this is the end of the story. Super hot temperatures. And he gives him this giant leaf and he's super grateful for the leaf and then overnight the leaf welts and and starts rotting and then jonah's like left out in the sun again and then he's mad at the leaf like he's upset now right that this leaf is not doing its job and and god drops on him that like why are you why are you mad at the leaf you you paid it no attention. You didn't tend to yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't tend to you, it. You did nothing to help it grow,
0: right? So, in the whole leaf section, sort of brought things to focus for me, where I was like, maybe this is about like integrating weed knowledge about from like a strong edible trip <laughs> or mushrooms. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you you know you had this profound moment of being in in the belly of the whale for 3 days and then you finally fucking come out of it and you're grateful for that but you have this whole other like boon that like yeah you got to you got to tend to it i don't know
1: yeah it's just interesting i i get that part like that saying of you know you have to like tend to the things that you want to grow
0: But it is, like, what is
1: this correlation?
0: (laughs) Right, it sort of comes out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Like, with what happens previously of him being angry about everybody. and then he,
0: like, wanders out into the heat and then is under this leaf. Like, that's basically how the story goes. It's like, Jonah's angry at God, and then immediately it's like, And now he's being sheltered by this like magical leaf that then God makes sure withers to teach him this lesson about tending to the things that you care about.
1: Yeah. But what does he not care about by being angry at God for not bringing the storm? Right. Is the (laughs) still the question I have. In this situation.
0: I'm right there with you. <laughs> <I> <laughs> so please send us your, uh, clearly your comments <laughs> this, this. This story is, uh, you know, it's uh, clearly would be referenced in the New Testament because Jonah's in, in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights and then rises again through the grace of God or whatever. So there's an obvious, you know, correlation to Jesus and the resurrection there. But, um, yeah, the rest of the story is—and again— that's sort of what I was talking about before with like just the fact that this was very likely born out of like long oral tradition and is a very old story, you know, so old that like it's you know it's it's pretty far removed from even Jesus's time, which is super far removed from us so like the, we're this is going way far back, maybe a thousand years before Jesus um yeah, I don't know. I think it's just hard to understand, like, translated into a language uh, that's so far removed from that time and culturally so different. And, like, I don't know. How can you really – I don't think you can really understand something like this unless you do all of this auxiliary research of, like, <laughs> trying to understand um, – people go to school for this shit, right? Right. And this is why th- I think people look down on, like um, – Or not look, not everyone, but like some people look down on like a religious institution of like, you know, where people go get like a master's of like theology or divinity or whatever. It's like, no, this is like what they're studying is they're trying to get to like all all of the deeper truths. They're trying to understand the context because when you and me with no context read this story, we get to chapter four and we go, uh, what the fuck? happening here and that we have no tools to decipher it and so you you sort of need and of course we wouldn't be able to decipher it because the story is so old and it's and it's been translated so many ways and it's like you have to get back to the like thing that's closest to the original and understand all the historical context and like understand what all of those actual like hebrew words were and what they meant at the time in order to like actually get what the fuck the story is trying to say.
1: For sure. I mean, all I can pull from it at this point is that it's some self-righteous like bullshit and he doesn't understand why these people were able to be so wicked for so long and so shitty. And then just because he tells them the good word, they all flip and then god shows his good grace and doesn't, you know, bring the destruction he promised and he's somehow upset and doesn't understand the transformation process. Sure. The getting in line thing. When yeah. they got in line and it's just like, "Yo, dude, you didn't get in line right away either. And maybe you weren't doing evil shit."
0: Right. But, but you, you also ran didn't away get in line
1: from your your calling to
0: to stop right. this
1: even sooner, you could have, yeah, you so could have, you could have done without these six nights that you were in this fucking whale or whatever, you know. Yeah.
0: You shouldn't piss on the people who just like just came to it immediately, and even if th- everything leading up to that was, you know, n- not what you see fit for a person. Yeah, and
1: then you're not, you're not doing the work yourself of showing the compassion and understanding for others the way it was shown for you. Yeah. So
0: yeah i think that that's a good i mean i think that's a good way to interpret it especially considering the way that it ends (laughs) is thrown in there yeah well so the whole plant thing is like one of those things where i'm talking about with the translation where it's just like how the fuck are we really supposed to understand that without all of the context of what that really means but it's pretty clear at the end when you know the lord is quoted as saying uh And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and also many animals? That's how it ends, which is so funny. So apparently God is a vegan, but Jesus is not. (laughs) Um, But I think that's clearly like very uh, parallel to that story that Jesus is talking about, about just like getting in line and like not being upset about people who get in line you know ahead of you or behind you or whatever yeah and giving people Um, the opportunity to yeah just do what they can with what they've been given as well
1: allowing that change and space to to take place and and the judgment thing obviously right all of that shit's wrapped up in in all of that yeah throwing stones
0: yeah don't (laughs) be doing that
1: Grind that full Jonah up into a powder.
0: Yeah, Jonah, I got (laughs) to say, uh, Jonah sounds like sort of a shitty prophet. Uh, And I think that's an interesting, like, the story begins with, historically, I mean, I did do a little bit of historical, contextual research on this. Historically, like, Jonah was, like, a legit prophet, uh, part of the Old Testament And, like, a prophet for, you know, 30 to 50 years in this region, supposedly before this story happens. And so, if you view it through that lens, it's like, so you're 30 years into being a mouthpiece for God, and then God asks this thing of you, and you run away? Yeah. And then you get upset at God for doing the thing that he said he would do if you did your job? Like it's very interesting um and yeah i mean even that alone just like reading it today um i feel like i get something from just that just feeling like man people are so fucking complicated yeah they're so complicated like um yeah there yeah. is there is no just like fucking perfect gold standard person like yeah
1: even a prophet Can have flaws and not be perfect, but also can drop knowledge, too.
0: Drop knowledge, but can also be not only just, like, have flaws, but, like, be imperfect in the way that they act in the world. And, like, in this case, you know, Jonah isn't, like, directly hurting people, but he's also going out of his way to not help them.
1: Yeah. And then when he does help them... He's gets He's weird about the fact that they get
0: help, which is very strange. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I resonate with some of that in terms of, like, I feel like as a very, like, privileged person, um, it's super easy for me to just, like, not really care about things that I know don't affect me. Right. Um, and that's... So I wouldn't, you know... But I would say in a way that's running away from the will of god if the will of god is to help others um you know then like i'm not <laughs> me You're just not like serving god in that yeah, way yeah me just being like well i don't really have anything to do with that really i don't want i don't really want to disrupt my life to deal with that so like i just won't yeah it's sort of it's the same thing as jonah being told by God to to go, you know, prophesize to this city and then being like, nah, I'm gonna go sleep on a boat instead. Yeah.
1: I guess you just gotta hope that you don't turn away from it when it is like your calling or your you know, this thing right. that you should be standing up for or helping sure. out with or or whatever sure you know?
0: and i think that's a that's an important part of the story too that's very like mythological that i think would be a good sort of kind of nod to to joseph campbell is that joey that's, cams that's part of the part of the hero's journey right is you get the call we've been already talking about that hey, you get the call and and clearly like jonah's getting the biggest call and then he doesn't immediately respond to it even he though he knows ready. he should um he wasn't prepared he wasn't prepared he wasn't whatever it the work. was he wasn't doing the work before. whatever it was um but and he suffered for that because he wanted to answer the call and eventually does but like because he wasn't ready for it initially he suffers a great deal and um i think that's an interesting just like mythological construct of like when when life gives you the call if you're not ready for it or if you can't answer it or you choose not to answer it or whatever like what's on the other end of that for you is going to be probably not great yeah and it doesn't mean that you don't won't have the answer uh, the opportunity to answer that call in the future for sure it doesn't the phone doesn't necessarily hang up but like
1: suffering can be uh, very sobering yeah you ways. might
0: have now you might you probably weren't ready to answer the call. So now you have to go through another transformation is also another way to look at the story. Like Jonah does his own death and resurrection absolutely, by, by going into the belly of the whale and, and then coming out three days later and then is ready to answer the call.
1: But maybe doesn't like that wasn't his whole transformation. No, you know, even like then that didn't make him to do. right. Exactly, I think that's also part of it too. Is that just because you answered like this call and like finished this mission from God? You know, this there there's still room for for growth, and it has to continue right. on. Right. It still doesn't really explain the the anger. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, not thing. really, <laughs> but but i feels... do think it's like maybe maybe that's part of it as well is that you know this one act and you realizing in this one moment while you're in in the belly of the whale in in despair like that just cuz you recognize it then doesn't it doesn't transform you forever you know like right. there's more there's more levels to it
0: right Always. There's always another, another layer, another level. And I feel like people who are, um, like seem to be super tapped into that. Um, I feel like they seem to understand that really well. Like someone like a, like a Ram Dass or someone who has done, you know, dedicated a huge portion of their life to sort of spiritual seeking and and deep knowing of themselves. And the, the deeper they know themselves, the more they're full of mystery and wonder and just like, oh, it just gets, it just keeps getting wilder yeah. and wilder the deeper you go. For sure. And they sort of get, you know, some people go nuts. This is another great Joey Cam's understands. Yeah, He says, the mystic swims in the same waters that you know, the insane or the lunatics drown in. And I think that that's, like, really important to understand that, like, the deeper you go into sort of these, like, I don't know, crazy unconscious realms, like, we're dealing with something that's pretty profound and crazy and powerful. And, um, you know, even if this was the recounting of, like, a dream of a prophet, you know, maybe this whole oral history was one of Jonah's crazy fucking dreams. Yeah, because how and fucked so up would your dreams look like on exactly. paper? Exactly. So it doesn't make sense because he dreamt it. And he doesn't know why the fuck he was angry at God for right. it, but he just was, you know? And so it's like, it's this story of like, whatever, but like, yeah, he pulled something from it, but... Um, it explained... <laughs> that
1: would... If it was all, you know, just reaccounts of dreams and things, I think that would definitely uh, well, I think provide dreams... some some uh, some reasoning for I think the that's quick, a... abrupt moments, uh, the jumping sure. around of things. I think that's
0: a. I think that's a fair hypothesis, given just the nature of every th- of the story, the historical context, the nature of oral history, and also just like, first off, the extreme prevalence of dreams in everybody's life. And I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty crazy dreamer. I have yeah. some wild ones. And I can tell you right now if I didn't have fucking Netflix and my phone to wake up to every day as a distraction and whatever, and it was just my life in a field with dreams, and I was having the kind of dreams that I'm having right now, like I would be writing the book of Jonah. <laughs> Like I would be, I would be out there spouting really analyzing your dreams. Yeah, yeah, because I have some crazy ones, and like, yeah, I think that. uh, Why wouldn't you be talking about this other world that you go into?
1: Right, because it is. I don't know. I don't want to say it's super similar to a psychedelic state, but
0: no, but it's tapped into something. It's
1: something where you don't always have control over. For That's sure, for sure, and and it is very much like a different world. Very often,
0: but it also seems very familiar, yeah. Somehow, yeah. Uh, and I th- and you know Carl Jung makes this this argument that like, you know, our our subconscious and and the whole dream world is full of all of these like crazy ancient symbols that are all connected between us and all sort of mean something. Um, that are, it's, our, it's the collective unconscious trying to communicate with you in some way. Um, and I think, you know, maybe like generations, millennia ago, were sort of tapped into that. Um, and, and maybe not in like a real way, you know, in the same way that people now are tapped into astrology or whatever. I mean, it's sort of just assigning meaning to your life, which is what we all have to do anyways. Cause at the end of the day, none of this might even be fucking real, might all be a simulation, and we might not even have free will, and, like, lots of really smart philosophers don't even think that we have free will, so whatever. Like, it's all just people trying to assign meaning to their life, but I'm just saying, yeah, back then, like, if you were having crazy dreams every night, and then you were waking up every day, and you were, like, sitting in a field waiting for buffalo to come through so you could shoot them with an arrow... (laughs) Uh, yeah, maybe you would, I totally just conflated like a very Native American experience with like someone from the Middle East 23,000 years ago, but whatever. Um, yeah, either way, i just think like maybe you would be talking about that. You'd be interpreting it. Um, yeah,
1: I think, I think that's, that's pretty accurate with what you had to do with your time during that 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 point in history for sure, and yeah i mean i'm all over dreams all the time even with the other distractions
0: dude i have dreams sometimes that like fuck up my whole day yeah i have
1: there was I, they're not as bad now but in my early 20s i had a like dreams pretty frequently where it was hard for me when i woke up to decipher if if that thing actually happened and, oh yeah. And then that thing would it's weigh, a hard like weigh on me very heavy. Right. Did I do that? Like, did I do this person wrong? Did I cheat on my girlfriend? Or right. you know, did this happen or, or whatever? And Dreams, yeah, they just trim me out. I, I'm I'm uh, um constantly blown away with the the people who appear in my dreams because they can be people that are pretty insignificant to my life. Sure. Um it's very weird when when someone from elementary school who I have no contact with in you know, in the last 20 years and don't really like know what's happening in their life and they they appear in a dream or right. something like that. or like last week I had a dream where my my Cintas guy, the guy who brings my new towels and, and aprons every week who I've who's been like the same guy for the last six years that I've worked at this job I had this dream where I was cruising around like downtown Portland and he was a homeless man on the street and needed help but like I had identified him and, and had interactions with him you know it, w- it wasn't like he wasn't the same person right it was just like whoa is like is my Sintas guy reaching out for help in some way yeah, that I don't the great beyond that like, I don't the understand. Like, should I ask Ben if he's okay next time I see him? Yeah, is he <laughs> homeless on the inside? Like, like, hey man, like, are is everything cool? Like,
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah, oh, that's that, trippy, it's just man.
1: Yeah, like things like that will uh, will definitely get my my mind going. For and, sure. And just, I mean,
0: I feel like I've had some uh, feel like I've had some premonitions in dreams. So not even like, not deja vu in the sense of like. Like an angel came to you, like moment. Joseph? No, more like I'm in a dream and I write something down on a post-it note and then the next day I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a That's, callback. A callback, yes. That's a fun callback. That's a fun callback. No, I, I mean legitimately like not a, a scenario like exactly as it is, but something that I dream about that then comes to be in the near immediate future. And so it's not deja vu in the sense that I'm like in a situation. I'm like, whoa, I just like, you know, had a feeling that this has happened before. It's more like a, Oh fuck this. Like I dreamt about this exact fucking thing. And that, uh, yeah, that'll fuck you up a little bit. And it's again, like I'm not, I'm not really like a hundred percent at all on whether on like <laughs> that that's like a real thing, you know. I I think that my like my brain it's it's our minds they're such tricky places. I could be manufacturing all kinds of things. I may or may not have actually dreamed that. I might For be sure. thinking that I dreamed that. I might whatever. Just it like is.
1: reaccounting memories over time. Yeah, and you're just exactly. Like, like probably yeah. fucking the story up.
0: Right. But even if it's like from a scientific perspective, even if it is me just perceiving my reality, condensing it into my subconscious and my subconscious serving me a very likely outcome and then that happening. Like, what the fuck is that? It's still kind of a trip (laughs) that like my brain is doing that. Um, And again, yeah, you could just write it off as like, well, it's just, you know, statistically probable or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's just weird that I got a message that it was gonna happen and then it did.
1: Right. Just another one of those things of how how much value you want to place on it. Too. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: you can place none you can be like or yeah, all. It was a dream. All is a lot too. I think somewhere in the middle is probably where you want to land. And that's kind of where I am. All, all is all is a lot. I all think is all is dangerous.
1: All it all I think makes it foggy.
0: Yeah. Like we well this is about, when like, we're, This is when you you know those who are swimming in these waters are drowning as opposed to fucking right. Yeah, no longer swimming. For sure. Like you swim in the waters by kind of like still clinging to to things outside of that narrative.
1: Well, I think that's, you know, we've we've talked about psychedelics a lot in the first episodes of this thing thus far and i think even that is like that's a super slippery slope where you can yeah. go from being the mystic swimming to you know the lunatic on the street maybe from just going sure. like clinging too too much to to that sure. world and going too deep into it and not finding the balance and like you know staying within the circle for a bit too and yeah yeah
0: that's wild, man. It's a I good Joey Cams like understands. I see uh I feel like I see a homeless person shouting to themselves on the street almost every day. Yeah, in it's Portland. About, Yeah, for sure. Um and a lot of times I do I have compassion in those moments because I'm just like I I that could be me if I was on like if I was having a bad trip on psychedelics. I would I could absolutely be doing that. And it's, I just have compassion in the sense of where I'm just like, I feel like that's sort of what they're experiencing. Like they have this huge disconnect from their body and they're like, and from reality. Yeah. They have no idea what's no happening around them. No idea what's going them. on around them. Um And yeah, I've, you know, I haven't done exactly that. I haven't run around new seasons yelling at people, <laughs> telling them, put it up your butt, which is something that was experienced this last week. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that actually happened. Like I haven't done that, but like I could, I could.
1: Yeah, it's I could just, see uh, how it could happen. Yeah, because for for them, whatever is happening, you know, it makes sense. It makes to perfect sense. Audibly <laughs> right. say these things and whatever well, else they're is like, happening. W- they're
0: just working some serious shit out. I feel like a lot of times when I see people shouting on the street, they're like walking. And they're talking to themselves and they're shouting and they're just like, they're working out some kind of crazy fucking puzzle. I don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) But it seems important. It seems like they're doing important work for themselves. And it sucks that they, I think a lot of us, um, you know, would be lucky to get to do that work in our minds. Um, And I think they're stuck in a place where they have to do it and they're doing it outwardly. But, like, yeah. they're having a conversation outwardly that a sane person would have with their shadow in their mind. Um, but you wouldn't air that to the public. And but you have that in your mind. And I think we all maybe do to some degree. But, like, someone who's really working through something, like, you're going to have some pretty crazy conversations with yourself.
1: Yeah. But you also have to be able to remove yourself from those crazy convers- like conversations as well. Yeah. So that you can operate right in the world go you to know? your job yeah yeah for sure
0: and and do it functionally yeah. yeah no doubt
1: well it's a wild little story of uh of Jonah Good old Jonah yeah yeah
0: he taught us a thing or two at least we had a nice chat about uh, dreams yeah, I, thought,
1: I thought it uh you know prompted some nice discussion points so yeah um, yeah I think so and uh yeah, I think it'll be fun to dive into some of these other just random stories. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice to, after going through an entire gospel yeah. and how dense that was, it's nice to kind of just like dip into yeah, this I kinda,
0: thing. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that as well. Um, I think that'll be, ne- I, I think we could do a little bit of research on some interesting, like some of the like, like the Bible stories, so to speak. You know, like the shit that is taught to children. Right. These short kind of like mythological stories like Jonah and the Whale and Noah and the Flood and whatever. Um, and, yeah, we can just kind of have those in our back pocket as like an episode to go through, you know, for when sure. it fits.
1: Absolutely. And hopefully we'll have some guests on soon.
0: That's the plan.
1: BibleBudsPDX at gmail.com is where you can send us all of the emails you want to send us. Love to hear your take. Yeah, on, we're still uh, waiting
0: for someone. <laughs> Love
1: to hear your take on, on what's happening with uh, this whale situation, Jonah, and uh, his anger issues. If you have <laughs> anger issues. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, tell us your story. <laughs>
1: yeah, tell us your Jonah and the whale story. Uh, and uh, Why
0: were you angry when you came out of the whale? <laughs>
1: at Bible Buds on, on the uh, Instagram. Check out Andrew's music, Blue U. If you want to hear us chat about that, that's on uh, the most recent episode of uh, my Dan Cable Presents podcast. So we can put the links for those things, too, if people want to hear more of our bullshit.
0: Well, thanks, Daniel. I don't think we should, but <laughs> I think they'll find their way. <laughs> but thank you for the plug.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very cool. And... Uh, think that's it right i don't know where i we're, think so we don't know yeah. what we're getting into next here you know what i want to do i want to go i want us to pick a, a sunday not consistently i would love for us to go to a church service and uh just maybe, like, speak upon the homily given or whatever happens within oh, that space.
0: I think that's a great idea. I think
1: that that would be a cool. fun mission for Bible Buds. We'll put
0: that on the schedule.
1: And uh, we will be as respectful as possible in that space. <laughs> we I will, will not, not show up. We down. will not be disrespectful
0: in this space um i might show up a little drunk but i won't show up, stone. <laughs> show up drunk. <laughs> but jesus drank wine he didn't i smoke will weed. probably show up stone <laughs> cool we'll find we'll find a way
1: to get through it you'll know when the edible is kicked in because i will be uh, left <laughs> i'll just
0: file <laughs> out
1: <laughs> i said that that was too much that yeah. was too much for church but, oh my gosh cool um, well you want to
0: send us off then yeah smoke pray love